0: Good evening, fellas. Everyone can lean back. Uh, Can everyone hear me all right? I've never spoken at this podium before.
1: Um,
0: Just before I get rolling here, I just want to say a quick thank you. Um, It's obvious to me as someone who commutes down to this parish that not all of us are from St. Mary's. I know there's probably quite a few St. Mary's folks here. Um, But I also know for a fact that there's quite a few other than St. Mary's guys in here. Um, So that stuff doesn't really happen by accident. Father Brian, of course, there's a lot of work that goes on with you uh, and your part in that, but also all the guys who help you here, Mike, Joe, Jordan, Rich up in the choir loft, um, and others, I'm sure, whose names I'm missing. Um, So before I get rolling, thank you for putting this on and getting us all together on on a night like this. Um, most importantly guys thank you for coming this is not the nicest night Um, it is kind of peaceful sitting up here uh, sitting in the church rather with the rain uh, and the atmosphere and the Blessed Sacrament Um, but thank you for coming I get it like if you had a hard day and you want to pull the mask up over your eyes and just zone out while I talk like more power to you everybody's got jobs and school and kids and wives and everything else so more power to you what I want to talk about tonight, uh, my name is Steve Deere. I'm a uh, Iraq vet. I served with the 1st Infantry Division in Iraq from 2008, from 2009. I'm a born and raised New Yorker. I grew up on Long Island uh, in Belmore uh, and Merrick, not too far from here. And what I want to talk about is something that Father Brian has teased around a lot in homilies and at men's nights like this. But I want to talk about mission, um, and as someone who spent A lot of my formative years from like 16 to 24, call it, uh, preparing to be a soldier, talking about men, um, but also about fighting and kind of are we wired to fight. So uh, I'm going to show a short video here in a second, and then um, I'm going to talk for about 10 or 11 minutes, and then uh, I'll happily cede the floor uh, to the whole reason, you know, we all came here tonight. Just by way of introduction, I want to talk about As men, as guys, as guys in this room ranging from 12 or 15 all the way up to 90 years young or or whatever we have in the room, what is our mission as guys? And and are we really wired to fight? And there's two examples I want to use to kind of tease that out, one from the Bible and then one from the military. Just by way of quick introduction before we play the video here in a second, um, what you're going to see is a clip it's about four minutes long from a guy named Sergeant Jeff Struker. Uh He actually later retired as a captain. Um, but the period we're talking about here, he's actually a sergeant. And um, he became famous for a lot of reasons, which I'll talk about after the video. But um, he was one of the squad leaders and one of the truck drivers uh, for the incident in Mogadishu around what everybody else now collectively calls Black Hawk Down. Um, so just as a way of introduction to the video he was serving in the ranger regiment with the army's premier infantry unit um, and was sent to somalia uh, in 1993 as part of task force ranger as part of this humanitarian mission to overthrow this warlord so uh without further ado uh guys if you don't mind playing the video
1: i was stationed with the army's 75th ranger regiment for many many years an elite um, special operations unit And my unit and a couple of others were thrown together at the last minute and sent to Somalia to go capture a warlord. And the seventh and final mission is the events of Black Hawk Down. And in the course of the first 10 or the 15 minutes, I went through, to this day, the most intense enemy gunfire I've ever experienced in my life. In a matter of a city block or so, one of the guys who was sitting right behind me was shot in the head and killed instantly. Several of the men that were on my vehicles were wounded. And within a matter of minutes of arriving back at the base, my commander was telling me, Jeff, you need to get your men back on your vehicles and drive back out into those city streets and see if there's anybody alive at the Durant crash site. And to this day, the... Standing at the back of that Humvee, getting ready to go back out into the city streets is without question the most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life. And I was really grappling with not going back out there. I was absolutely certain if I drive back through what we just went through, all of us are going to get killed. And then at the same time, my wife and I had been married for a few years and we had been trying for a couple of years to have a child. and. I got a letter in the mail just a few weeks before this saying that she was pregnant with our first child and so i was thinking i'm never going to see my family again my child is going to grow up and never have an idea of who his father is and deep inside of me everything was saying jeff this is crazy don't do this but as a ranger i knew that i would totally be letting down my men i'd be letting down the guys that are in the city streets who are fighting for their lives so at the back of that humvee i started to pray and uh I didn't stop what I was doing, didn't close my eyes, didn't bow my knees, just kept washing the blood off the back of the Humvees and praying, God, I am in big trouble, and I know I'm going to die in the next few minutes, and I need your help. And then at the back of that Humvee, you know, I had been reading my Bible daily, and a few days before this, I'd been reading the story from Matthew about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Standing at the back of the Humvee, I was starting to think about this whole scene. In fact, the scene was playing out in my mind while I was cleaning up the back of this Humvee. And I started to think, Jesus knew exactly what he was going to go through. And Jesus understood the pain and the suffering and the the shame that he was about to endure before it ever happened. And I was thinking about going back out into the city streets, thinking, I know what's going to happen to me. And uh, I'm not going to survive if I do this. And then i started to think about the words of jesus's prayer and it started to dawn on me when he said father if there's any way possible let this cup pass from me he was essentially saying god i really don't want to do what i know i have to do and at the back of that humvee i started to pray the same prayer jesus if there is any way possible let this cup pass from me i don't want to go back out in those city streets and then It was like, almost like I could hear him saying those words in my own ears when he said, Next, not my will, but your will be done. And I prayed, God, not my will, but your will be done. Whatever you want to happen to me next, I totally trust it in your hands. And at that point, I think I finally started to realize the eternal significance that a faith in Jesus Christ makes. I knew it all along, but it made all of the difference for me as a warrior in somalia because at that point i started to realize my life is in god's hands i don't control what happens to me next god does
0: okay uh so that's some that's some pretty heavy stuff um but uh just by further introduction to Jeff Strucker. Um, He's one of those guys that, like, if you knew him, you'd almost, like, wish he was, like, your brother. If you had a sister, you'd wish that she would marry somebody like that. Um, He's super, super humble, um, but he has just about every combat award the Army gives out. Um, There's actually a competition every year called the best ranger competition, which is kind of like March Madness for like rangers and and other guys like that. Um, It's 62 hours, no sleep. It's everything you can imagine. Uh, And he actually won it one year. Um, A man of faith, uh, somebody who's committed to living out his purpose the way God uh, intends. uh, And he's a man of faith. What I want to use Sergeant Strucker to help us all illustrate is that being a man of God is also akin to being a man of action. Um, In addition to his exploits as best ranger, you can kind of see it even like he says it in his actions better than I could ever describe for you. Like, this is a man's man. Like, um, you'd be happy to go along in any dark alley with this guy. Um, You'd be happy to have him around on your best day and on your worst day. And Father Brian and I have talked about this a bunch of times. Like, there's a tendency within society today to associate Sometimes being religious, and in particular, being a religious man with being sometimes a little dainty or a little effeminate or flimsy or casual um, and i don 't see that at all i don 't see it looking around this room i don 't see it in any of the guys I know uh, I certainly don 't see it in Sergeant Strucker there um, as he describes kind of what he did that day and, and as he was going around washing the blood out of these humvees so. I would say to you guys, part of the reason that we're all here, and the reason we gather on a night like tonight, is, is for the, the camaraderie and, and to take a break. But um, if anybody's told you that being a religious man or being a man of faith makes you weak or dainty, um, you can send him to my house or his house, for that matter. Actually, send him to his house; he'd be he'd be better at it. But um, that's just certainly certainly not the case. Sergeant Strucker in this clip talks about his mission. And you have to kind of like have either watched the full clip, that full clip is about 10 minutes long, or read Black Hawk Down or seen the movie to understand. But his job in this was a rescue mission. His job was essentially, if you've seen the movie, They rope down out of the Blackhawks, they go grab the bad guys, and there was a convoy of guys that had to come pick them up so they could get the hell out of there. And he was driving the lead truck of a 20-some-odd vehicle convoy that um, was gonna extract these guys and get them out out of danger. And the mission is a rescue mission, and it's a mission to go back into the city, and I think that that speaks to all of us in this room in some ways, right? Like, it's no accident that as guys we're drawn to things that involved a little bit of conflict and a little bit of aggression right we're drawn to mma and football boxing um war movies these these are just things that, like you know i think as guys they speak to us like you can see a little bit of yourself in some of these characters you know and if you're lucky if you find somebody like sergeant strucker as an example you can almost see a little bit of yourself in them like uh as well and i think that being a guy, especially in the modern era, like as we all are, means kind of being wired for the fight a little bit. You kind of want the conflict, you kind of want to see yourself be a part of some greater solution. You know, you kind of want to see how maybe you can affect some change. Um, in an extreme example, maybe you even feel like you could help rescue somebody, um, save someone from something. and. I don't think that that's at all at odds with what we hear in the Bible um, and what we see at church every Sunday. The Lord, the church, our parishes, you name it, go down the list, they all need men of action. They need us to stand up. They need us to fight. They need us to be an agent for change in a time uh, and a place where maybe we are actually able to effectuate some great positive outcome so I think we're wired for it and I think sergeant Strucker ends up being a great example of how you can live out that aggressive life right like you gotta remember this guy's job is not necessarily to talk about Jesus on YouTube actually I mean technically it is now he became a minister after he left the army but At the time that this happened, he was a 24-year-old guy in Somalia, like 5,000 miles from home. Like, it was not his job, as he said, to open his Bible in the morning or before he goes out on patrol and just say, oh, hey, like, let me check in or let me talk to somebody about Jesus or let me see if I can bring some kindness to this endeavor, right? That's not his job. He lives in aggressive, lethal, violent, lifestyle um, and he does it with purpose and I think that he shows you I think par excellence that you can be a man of action that you can live at some of these extreme edges where there's violence where there's riskiness where there's danger and still be a man of God and I think that that's easy to say but I think if he was in this room here with us he would tell us that that's extremely hard to do in reality. The second example I want to give is from the Bible, and it's one we'll all know, and and it's something that, to be honest with you, I'm I'm, I'm using you guys a little bit uh, because it's something I've been thinking about for years, actually. Father Brian's been helping me with it, actually, especially just recently. But I think I do have something to offer about Jesus and fighting, or Jesus and conflict. So I said, kind of in my introduction, uh, I spent most of my formative life from the time I was 16 to 24 basically preparing to be a soldier I was in the city on 9-11 in high school at that point I was like okay I'm going in Uh, and then I spent basically all the time that I was in college preparing to be in the service and then four years in the service including 13 months in Iraq and one thing that always bothered me that I've been wrestling with over the years literally years long runs uh, whenever I have time uh, to myself was you know, Jesus is man and God, and that, that's a whole other topic that, like, would take a whole other series of talks, right? But, like, we see it in the gospel occasionally where he gets angry. He yells at the apostles, he, you know, when they fall asleep. He yells at the money changers in the temple. But why doesn't he fight? Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, you know, fighting out of Nazareth in the blue trunks, like, it's, it's Jesus. Like, I'm not saying that, but, like, if he has all this power and he knows what will happen to him, why doesn't he fight? Why does it seem like that by the time he's getting put on the cross and nailed to the cross that he's surrendered, you know, to his fate. You know, any of us, I'm sure in the room, have seen Jesus of Nazareth or The Passion of the Christ or something similar. And, you know, never once in any of those films or in any of the times I ever imagined it do I see him, like, getting nailed to the cross and pulling his hand out and, like, decking somebody one last time. You know, it's just not not what happens. So why not fight back? Like, if so many of us, including Sergeant Strucker, are known as big, strong guys in our family who can help in a situation that's rough and tumble and dangerous and violent, why is there no example in the Bible of, of him fighting? You know, not necessarily maybe like the Old Testament where the leader leads them out onto the plains and they, you know, they fight someone, but, but there's no example of him fighting. Why is that? And I I feel kind of like when I think about this, like how I feel sometimes when I'm trying to help my five-year-old with his math homework, I'm trying to like square a circle or split the atom or, or something like this because you're wrestling with the human and divine and then surrender and, you know, being active. And I think I have an answer. To it after I've thought about it enough and after Father Brian and I have talked about it a few times is that Jesus's fight is a different fight than what Sergeant Strucker would go through. So I think as guys, we're drawn to the fight and I think that it's something that we're really interested in, but you have to remember the fighting is not the goal. Like, If you see some kid getting beat up on the street and you're driving by in your car and you stop and you help him the goal is not to beat up the other kids the goal is to save the kid who's getting beaten up right so I think that like maybe as a guy certainly as a soldier I got distracted from the fact that the fight is really just the thing that gets you to the goal that you wanted that being part of that conflict isn't the defining piece of it, it's just merely the means or the instrument towards the ultimate end that you want. And I think that it's important. You see it in how Jesus prepares in the Garden of Gethsemane that Sergeant Strucker talked about when um, the video was just playing. He prepares He takes note of his purpose, right? So like, even in my example, maybe I would like it, maybe you would like it if he like, you know, decks one of the Romans one last time before he gets put on the cross. But that's not the purpose. The purpose is to go up on the cross and save humanity, save all of us, absolve us of our sins, make us closer to God. His job is not to fight, it's to live out the wishes of the Father. And I think the important thing about that is, is that it shows us that we're not always in control. You know, like maybe there's a, a piece of the human Jesus we'll never know who wanted to fight back, who didn't want it. Like certainly he says in the Bible, in that chapter in Matthew, like, I'm paraphrasing, like, hey, dad, like, if there's any way out of this, please help me out. Like, I don't want to do this. But he recognizes his mission. And I think his guys, We're wired for the fight, but I think we need to kind of take a step back sometimes and and kind of think about what the broader mission is, who we are, what we can affect, what kind of change we can bring. So I think to wrap up, I want to highlight a few things just from the two examples that I went through. Number one, these guys prepare. Sergeant Strucker mentioned he had been reading his Bible every day. He didn't know that that day that he opened his Bible was going to be the worst day of his life, but it was. But he prepares. Same thing with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He knows what's coming on the cross, and he's not just walking into it being like, I think this is going to be really bad. He's preparing for it. So I think we've got to prepare. Number one. Number two, we've got to understand our purpose. Is the purpose to beat somebody up? Would that make you feel good? Maybe is the purpose to affect some greater change is the purpose to just listen and to understand what somebody's going through you may not have to fix everything you may not have to break something Um, our purpose in what's going on is key and number three and jesus shows us this like um better than anyone it's not going to be pleasant you know like there's a certain romanticism to fighting i mean even i do it myself like there's a romanticism to it that you know it's it's you against somebody else or a couple of you against somebody else and it's it's competition it's victory it's violence but the real fighting is not pleasant Um, and certainly Sergeant Strucker shows us that and then the fighting internally or mentally that Jesus would do on the cross or in the garden of Gethsemane is also not pleasant so fellas um, we may be wired to fight but I think the broader goal that Sergeant Strucker and Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane both show us is that the goal is to be the instrument. Sometimes it's to fight, but we've got to prepare beforehand, and we've got to understand the purpose. And we've got to understand that once it starts, it may not be pleasant, but that we've got a job to do.